Do you want to be happy? Then listen up. This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by BetterHelp.com slash Opie. That's BetterHelp.com slash Opie to get 10% off, and then you'll be happy. Let's do this. Got a tilty table here. It rusted out from all the storms out here. Well, that sucks. All right. Another gorgeous day of the ocean. Good morning, Aaron Gosser. Good morning, RJ Hinners. Good morning, Vincent Scaramuzzo. Good morning, Lisa Woodhouse. Good morning, Tom Bellison. Good morning, Gail Soto. And good morning, Bill Augerman. And good morning to Wayne Boo Atkins. And I want to sneak uh, Tim McConnell in there as well. Good morning to everybody. I hope you had a, a fine Thanksgiving. It's the day after the night before, bitches. What's up, Brian Bernard? How are you, man? Good morning, Rachel. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Hope it was lovely. I got to answer the question that everyone was wondering about. The answer is apple pie and very berry pie with a lemon crust that's what i got and there's the thumbs up okay there's someone that listens to the uh, damn podcast the opie radio podcast how am i doing i'm doing great look at this how can you be doing bad if you got this we're pushing december and it's really nice out here at the ocean today I'm going to take a nice uh, long stroll down the... Oh, an ST word again. Damn it. I'm going to take a nice long walk down the beach with the doggy. Hopefully it won't eat a fish head or anything like that. Although it ate a... uh, Oh, my God. It ate a hairband in our house two, two, three days ago. A giant hairband. And uh, kind of waiting for him to shit it out. I hope he shits it out. So I'm in uh, checking the shit mode where I, I take my pointer finger and I poke it. I'm poking shit right now. My dog's poo. I'm poking it with my index finger looking for the, uh, the hairband that he swallowed the other day. It was big too, man. This thing was big. Is, he gonna, is it going to work its way through his, uh, his little body? I sure hope so because I love my dog, but I don't love him enough for a $1,500 surgery to get anything that he swallowed out of his tum-tum. Had a neighbor out here. He has a dog. He told me uh, that his dog ate, ate not one, but two bathing suits. And I'm like, holy crap, does that suck? And he goes, yeah, tell me about it. It cost me $1,700. He, he had to get the dog in operation. They had to open up the dog to get the bathing suits out. Shitty job poking the uh, poking the dog poo with my index finger. <laughs> I don't really care though. That stuff doesn't bother me. Like I've told you guys, I'm the guy in my family. That sh- that stuff doesn't bother me. I clean up diarrhea. I clean up puke on the sheets. No problem. I take it to the sink and just wash it out. I wash and wash and wash it out. That's one of my uh, one of my jobs in my house. Although the other day when I was poking with the index finger and then I put the, the poo in a bag 
because you don't want to leave uh, you don't want to leave it uh, laying around on the beach. Although my dog has uh, peppered this beach uh, quite a lot with his poo, because you know every once in a while there's no one around who's looking. He's just pooing on seaweed. People don't walk on seaweed anyway. The ten people that might walk this beach on a on any given day. So I poked the uh, the poo with my index finger, looking for that hairband. And then I, I, I put the, the, the poo in the bag like a gentleman. And then I, I didn't know there was a little hole in the bag and a little gut on my finger. And then I had an itchy nose, so I went for the itch. Not the pick, went for an itch. There's a big difference. And I itched right under my nose. And I got some facial hair, not a lot, but enough to trap some of the dog poo under my nose. And uh, that, my friends made me gag I was a gagging over that that's for sure just cover it with sand yeah I I bury all the poo there's a couple uh, people out here that get really really mad if you don't uh, take care of the dog poo oh that's right that would be me (laughs) my wife reminded me that I'm like a nightmare when it comes to other people's uh, poo on this beach because I told her look I'm like the season's over so he's dropping bombs left and right. I'm not going to pick up every single poo he does. And my wife reminded me that I'm the raving lunatic when someone leaves dog poo uh, behind. I have been known to chase down a dog owner or two on this beach, yes. So then last night for Thanksgiving, which was just wonderful, I got to tell you. I did one of those life hacks with my, my turkey. Um, honestly, I got to tell you that, uh, yeah, baby diaper mustache... Pat Duffy reminded me of an old Opie and Anthony bit. I was like a Pat Duffy Jr. when it came to the disgusting bits on the Opie and Anthony show. Never came close to doing what Pat Duffy did. But, uh, yeah, I did the baby diaper mustache. It was when Rich Voss's daughter was uh, a baby, obviously. And I, I started teasing on the air. I forgot exactly how it went, but I, I basically teased everyone and I said, look... If someone brings in a baby diaper filled with poo within the next hour, I would say, or something like that, you know, I would I would do a baby diaper uh, mustache for the radio show. And it was an ongoing thing on the show for a little bit. And then next thing you know, I, I, I said it one day, because I think uh, Anthony or Jimmy set me up because they knew what was going on. I go, yeah, man, if someone comes by with a baby diaper filled with uh, poo, I will make a baby diaper mustache right here, right now, right on the the radio show. And uh, lo and behold, I said that, and 10 minutes later, Rich Voss walks through the door with a baby diaper filled with his daughter's poo. And uh, and then, look, I wasn't going to back down at that point, so I did the baby diaper mustache on the Opie and Anthony show. So you're saying you would take... Baby but here's the beauty, uh, Rich. I what? just surprised people out of nowhere. It t- turns into baby diaper mustache day. Today happens to be one of those days. And the odds of it actually happening are, are slim. You know, here's the thing, though. I mean, there's so many rules to this thing, you know. The bottom line is you would take baby shit and put it under here. <laughs> yeah. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> you make a little mustache with baby shit. Oh! <laughs> Oh, 
One, two, three. Do two fingers at a time. Oh, oh God, he's got it on his finger. He's got some. He's smearing. He's got... Oh, no. Oh, no. I see YouTube sensation right now. That is fucking disgusting. All right, this is called... Oh, it <sighs> Once again, this is called baby diaper mustache. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh! Oh, oh. One, two, three, dude. Obey! It should have. <laughs> wow, Foss comes through. Let me tell you something. All right, yeah, Opie, please describe it for the people. What's it like to smear baby shit under your nose for really nothing? <laughs> Give me a fucking razor immediately. You need something. No, dude, I can't get it out of my mustache. Yeah. I have never been. I... You want the big baby shit? No, if there's a... <laughs> I need a razor. I'm not even got four blades. And I'll give you a link to that video in the description of this podcast episode, my friends. Oh, yeah. So then last night, I, uh, I, I cooked the turkey. My wife worked her ass off. She, uh, she was putting all the sides together. And even though we had a, uh, a Thanksgiving that was very low-key, it was only us four in our house, um, we put my in-laws on the Zoom. And I, I got to tell you, so we, we timed it. Um, to have Thanksgiving dinner together. I'm sure a lot of you guys did this. And uh, we were keeping, you know, in touch with each other. We're putting the turkey in. We're putting the turkey in. Our turkey only needs a half hour. Ours only needs 20, but we got to do the sides. And we timed it perfectly. And um, we pretty much had the exact same Thanksgiving dinner because it was a lot of the dishes that my wife grew up with. And uh, we sat down with my in-laws and we had Thanksgiving dinner together, us four at our house, and uh, and those two on their on their cameras. Did a little zoom action, and it really felt like they were sitting in the room. It was kind of creepy. I mean, we definitely salvaged it. I, I kind of liked it. In a lot of ways, I liked it better than a, a regular Thanksgiving day dinner. So that was nice, but then it was interrupted because um, my dog, man, like there was a turkey neck in the garbage. That he went for like three or four times. And then I would bury it deeper in the garbage. Because we had garbage all over the freaking house that I had to you know, take out to the curb. And uh, we're in the middle of dinner. And next thing you know, oh my God, he's got 
got the turkey neck. And I'm like, how, that, how is that possible? How is that freaking possible? So then we run around the house because my dog got way quicker and way smarter. We're trying to corner him to get the, the turkey neck out of his mouth. And uh, I'm the one, for the most part, that goes in. No problem. So we, we got the dog. We pinned him down. I'm yanking his jaws open. He's got all his adult teeth now. And I start pulling and pulling and pulling the turkey neck out of his throat. He had, no exaggeration, uh, I would say close to six inches down his throat and another two or three inches sticking out of his mouth. I could not believe he was deep-throating the turkey neck like that. And then, of course, we all had to make deep-throat jokes like, oh, wow, that's pretty impressive. Oh, wow, geez. Uh, but we got the turkey neck out of his out of his throat. I, I don't even know how that works. Like, I, I got to read a book on dogs. Like, I'm assuming that if he tried to swallow the entire turkey neck, he wasn't even chewing the damn thing. That he would he would choke, and we would have to like what rush him to the hospital, give him the Heimlich. How do you give a dog a Heimlich? I guess you got to find where the ribs end, and 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 what just kind of punch him. <laughs> I don't punch my dog. I I don't know. But that was, uh, that was a little dramatic last night, I must say. Very, very dramatic. The Doggy Heimlich. Playing at CBGB's this weekend, Doggy Heimlich. Oh, that sounded like Metallica a little bit, I think. Doodles are garbage disposals for sure. Yeah, Brent Weaver, this dog will eat anything. It's not the first time I had to go all the way down his throat. There was another time we had, I guess, a greasy garbage bag after dinner, you know. We're throwing everything in there, and uh, it was the garbage building up all day. And he was smelling something that he really liked. And then uh, out of nowhere, he started trying to swallow the entire garbage bag. So it was the, the black garbage bag sucked all the way down his throat. And I'm like, oh, God, he's got the garbage bag. Grabbed his uh, jaws once again, yanked them open, got my hand in there, and I started pulling and pulling and pulling. I'm like, how is this possible that he has this much of the bag down his throat? All I see on the comments, uh, Brent Weaver, Christmas ornaments. We're going to go get one of those, uh, they call them Christmas trees. I think we might cut one down. I've never cut down a Christmas tree before, but... Um, Living way out here on Long Island, there's all these farms where you can cut your own Christmas tree down. I'd rather drive into the mountains. And, you know, like Christmas vacation where you have to go on a real hike and try to, like, even find a Christmas tree to cut down. But these Christmas tree farms out here on Long Island, it's just like the apple uh, picking and all that. It's all garbage and horse shit. You pull up to the farm like, hey, I want to cut down my own Christmas tree. And like, yeah, no problem. You know, just take this path like 200 yards and turn left, and you turn left, and it's just nothing but a field of Christmas trees that were planted, what, probably 10 years ago, I think. I think it takes about 10 years to get a decent Christmas tree. And then you're just sawing one down next to another family. All the trees are in a row. I don't want, I want, I want to like hike in the mountains. I want to be stuck in a snowstorm. I don't want to worry about uh, animals being in the tree as I cut this thing down. Yes, I, I'm describing basically Christmas vacation, but it was on the other day, and I enjoyed the hell out of it again. Uh, but I want to get my Christmas tree that way, not from a Christmas tree farm. But, 
either way, we'll do it. Uh, I mean, that'll be better than when we live in New York City and every corner has Christmas trees just piled up. And you pick one, and they're like, that'll be $120. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, $120? I'm going somewhere else. And then you realize that it's not like a small business. So they go, I don't give a fuck. That means I don't have to cut your stupid tree and tie it up so you can carry it to your apartment. So uh, good luck to you. And then you go to the next guy. That'll be $115. I'm like, this is, this is insane. They shouldn't cost that much. But one year I, uh, I discovered it for myself. I always thought those guys, they hire, um, they hire good-looking people, uh, women and men in that mid-20 range where they got all their shit still nice and tight. Their coloring is all good. Their skin coloring, their hair coloring. Everything's all nice and tight. Nothing has started to erode on them yet. And you being the customer, you're like, oh, wow, there's something kind of sexual about this. This is wonderful. I think I'm attracted to the Christmas tree girl. And then um, and then they uh, make sure they have, like, Canadian accents. Like, oh, what tree do you want, eh? They make them say A a lot. And then, uh, and then uh, you realize uh, that uh, it's not a small business. Stupid me. I thought it was a bunch of college, college kids from Canada. They're like, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we, like, cut down 100 Christmas trees, put them in a van, drive down to the city and sell them and make a little uh, spending money for the holidays. One day, really early in the morning, you got to get up really early in New York City to see what's really going on. It's a giant flatbed truck that goes from corner to corner or every other block, whatever. And they just dump a pile of Christmas trees and they throw a couple young Canadian studs and studettes out on the corner to sit there in their little huts for the next two, three weeks selling Christmas trees. It's a big, giant corporation that throws the Christmas trees around in New York City. That made me sad. And then I got to go in the city to get our Christmas uh, decorations because we have decided to stay put, my friends. We will be, We did Halloween out here. We did Christmas out here. I mean, uh, excuse me, Thanksgiving. We will be doing Christmas and we will be doing uh, New Year's. And, uh, and then we'll see after that. But... I knew it was coming. Got an email from the school. Uh, what day are we up? Uh, I guess a couple days ago now. And, uh, yep, one of the kids has the coronavirus. So I think we did the right thing by keeping our kids uh, doing the online learning thing. And my, my son was really itching to go back for a little bit. And, uh, sure enough, we got our first case in our school. And they haven't uh, sent out a follow-up email uh, since because I think they're sitting there panicking going, Oh, my God, we're going to lose the school. What do we do? We can't actually put out an email that it's actually more than one case. So that's where we're at. Oh, the big companies are the only ones that could afford the permits to sell the Christmas trees in New York City. That makes sense. Sadly. New York City has a way of fucking up the small businessman. You know, there used to be, it was very um, organic. It used to be uh, street musicians and performers. Uh, you know, they were just set up here and there all around New York and they would make a few bucks, like a starving musician or a magician or, or what have you. And then the city's like, I think we could make money off this. 
So when you see those guys in the subway and stuff, they are planted there, they're on a schedule, and they paid the city to be there. The fucking balls of New York to do that horse shit. They just need more, more, more. Give us more, more, more money, more, more money. As the subways are falling apart. And then they, 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 they basically say that the, you know, the transit system is in deep trouble and it's going broke. How the fuck does that happen? You can't even move in New York without just pulling out your wallet. So how do you uh, spend that money uh, 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 unwisely, I guess I was going for? The bridges and the tunnels, they, they, they're in deep trouble. They don't have money and the whole system's falling apart. And all you have to do is, well, well, now they got sneaky because, uh, you know, there was a time, kids, where you had to wait at a toll and give money. Now with that easy pass, man, they don't want us knowing how much fucking money they're bringing in. You just see the cars. Ka-ching, 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 going over that line. Every car going over that line is paying what? What is it up to? I don't even know because they don't even want you to know how much you're paying anymore. Because it's all automatic debit on your credit cards and stuff and I'm sure none of us read the, the fine print so your bill comes in and they say oh, you paid last month because you know we got your credit card on file and probably in the small print they're raising it 50 cents, 75 cents a dollar I wouldn't even know but, but when you go through the, the line stupid money they're bringing in and then there's articles that come out in the paper that they're broken, they're in deep trouble Holy crap, what we deal with. <sighs> By the way, I got a, a sponsor that came back to the Opie Radio podcast. I want to say hi once again to betterhelp.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E. Of course, spell out help, H-E-L-P. Betterhelp.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E. Now. The kid has a therapist. I've been in therapy for, uh, I don't know, over 10 years now. And it has certainly helped me. And i got to be honest with you, I was not a therapy guy. I'm like, I don't need that. I don't need to sit and talk to someone about my childhood. But in the end, it was the best thing I ever did. And then um, the fine people from BetterHelp.com came to me, slash Opie, to get, I think, uh, a nice deal. I think it's like 10% off or something like that. And they said, hey, man, uh, you want to use BetterHelp.com? I'm like, I got a therapist, but I'll give it a try. So I actually use BetterHelp.com from time to time. And they match you up with therapists, and you could uh, call anytime, anywhere. You set up your account. And it, it's pretty much self-help. And if there's something bothering you, of course, a lot of stuff are bothering a lot of us. And you just want to be happy. <laughs> you might want to get BetterHelp dot com slash opie opie a try they're really really good for real they're very very nice they're very uh they're 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 simply terrific i was going to say something else but i'll I'll say that another day but uh they've absolutely have helped me a little bit little bit little bit because all of a sudden i'm driving i'm like you know what i'm going to call the better help people and i have and just talked about some things you might want to give it a try it's um it's a nice way to do therapy to be honest with you and it's it's very reasonable um, so give them a try. It's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash O-P-O-P-I-E. 
to get, I believe, uh, 10% off. And welcome back to the program, betterhelp.com slash Opie, O-P-I-E. How was that? Was that flawless? <laughs> Whoa! I'm, uh, I'm live streaming on this old table that we just left out in the elements. The rust on this thing is... Re- it's just... Hold on. Let me, let me pick up a pile of the rust. I sweep away the rust almost every other weekend. This is just one pile. One pile of rust. Like, if you have a beach house at the ocean, this is the shit you have to deal with. Everything just rusts away. How much coffee have I had? John Quartz. Um, I don't think it's the coffee. I had about a half of a pot, if you need to know, but it's the apple pie. The kid is digging in. The kid is digging in for a little bit. With his eye on the prize. New Year's revolution. New Year. Oh my God. Yeah, maybe I've had too much coffee. Uh, My eye is on the prize and that would be the New Year's (laughs) resolution. Oh my God. Although we might have a New Year's uh, revolution. You know, Trump is talking from his tiny desk. He's still uh, fighting the election results. So you never know. There might be a New Year's revolution coming, but I might have to—I uh, might have to dip into a resolution, which I don't really uh, believe in. I gotta, you know, I gotta—I uh, gotta get this body back together. Not that it went uh, too bad, but I want to compete with the uh, the Christmas tree people. I want to—I want to kind of look like I still got some tightness, some tightness in my uh, in my frame. So I said to myself, you know what? It's Thanksgiving. You pigged out last night. Oh, and I might have got botulism. So maybe that's why I'm so hyper because I'm on um, a bunch of aspirin and stuff. I uh, My wife opened a can of um, pineapples. She was going to make her wonderful pineapple stuffing that she got from her mom who got from her mom, I believe. You know how that shit works. So she opens up a, a can of pineapples and the thing explodes in her face. And that's never good, man. When you open up a can and it explodes, don't do what I do. Throw the stupid thing away. Don't question it and, and try to think, well, maybe that was just an anomaly. So I'm dipping my fingers into the, um, the crushed pineapple uh, of the can that exploded in my wife's face. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not really sure if it's... Uh, I don't know if it went bad or not. I don't know. And I'm, I'm just scooping it up with two of my fingers. I don't know. I really don't know. And I ate enough of it. And boy, instant fucking headache. And then uh, I go, you know what? Why don't we open up the other can? And it opened up real nice. The coloring was what it's supposed to be. The other one was sort of starting to be a very, very dull yellow. And I tried the other can, and it was perfect. I'm like, oh, my God, that can is bad. So we threw that away, but I, uh, I've had a headache ever since. Uh, no, I haven't had the shits. Just the headache. I think I'm all right. But that was really, really stupid. But, see, I come from a, a time where my mom would get the dented cans because they were cheaper at the supermarket. I'm not sure if I ever told you this one. Along with the bruised apples, our supermarket growing up, and, and of course she had the seven, eight, nine kids, there was a section, oh my God, I'm getting like, who gave me a whole bunch of stars? I'm sorry, I, I, I like to name all the people that give me stars. Hold on. Um, oh, Sarah, what's up? I like my Sarah. I think we're podcasting soon. You had pineapple alcohol. 
uh, almost uh, Thanksgiving bikini teeny. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. It was turning into alcohol. But um, obviously the can was uh, was compromised. Obviously. Um, anyway, where was I? My God, I was ranting and raving. Oh, my mom. Okay, so the supermarket because she had the seven, eight, nine kids. She would get the bruised fruit. Because it was cheaper, mostly bruised apples, which are, if you've ever bitten into an apple and you get a, a bruised bite, it's terrible. It's hell on earth, I say. But anyway, along with the bruised apples, there was a section called, uh, I think they called it like mystery cans or something like that. And it was a whole uh, like uh, box filled with cans that had no labels on them and they had dents in them. This is a true story. Some of you older folk will remember this. We don't do this type of thing in general anymore. And and I forgot what it was, but it was like a dollar a can or something. And, and it was a mystery. So my mom would, would buy all the dented cans. Like she'd buy a lot of them, like 20 of them. They would have dents in them and no labels. And then it would be a surprise when you opened them up. So maybe that's what I was thinking when that stupid can exploded in my wife's face. Maybe I was thinking I was an expert because of my upbringing with the dented cans. I don't know. Oh, and then also I almost lost my finger. I don't know if you can see the, the cut. It's not that bad. I, I sealed it myself. I want to thank uh, Fader Knives for almost losing a finger. Uh, I love Fader Knives. Carl Ruiz loved Fader Knives. And uh, Carl gave me a, um, a birthday present a couple of years ago at this point, a year and a half ago, something like that. He gave me uh, a custom Fader knife that was made for Carl. And Carl gave me one of the knives. And uh, Fader does an amazing job with these damn things. And I didn't use it for the longest time. And to be honest with you, I used it for the first time last Thanksgiving in honor of Carl. I, uh, I finally broke open the, the fine knife and I carved uh, the turkey last year. Well, that same damn knife got a little on the dull side because I've been using it on a regular basis since then. And I was trying to cut lemons because I, I, I found a life hack for turkey. Maybe it's a little too late the day after Thanksgiving to tell you about my life hack for, for cooking turkey to make it moist. But you gotta kinda uh, you gotta kinda separate the skin from the meat. And you gotta shove a lot of butter and spices under the skin, not on the skin, under the skin. Probably should have figured this out years ago. And then I, I saw online that one of these life hacks, you cut up a lemon. And you shove lemon under the uh, the skin, gives a, gives uh, your turkey a little zest. Because let's face it, we all were showing off uh, how our turkeys came out, but we all know they don't taste that great. We make believe they do every year, and then if you throw enough gravy on top of it and enough salt and pepper and everything else, then you, you could say to everyone, "Oh my God, the turkey's just wonderful!" Ooh, turkey sucks. But, so I'm cutting up lemons to put under the skin that I separated from the meat. And uh, I almost lost my finger. But my, my son, who's uh, very logical. Oh, my God. I wonder where he gets it from. He's very logical. Um, he goes, Dad, you know, the only reason you cut your, your finger was because the, the knife was dull. So you were trying harder. You were pushing down on the knife. And, uh, and, and uh, the lemon in your hand was compromised. And then, you know, it slipped. And that's why... The knife uh, hit your finger like it did. I'm like, God damn, are you smart? Uh, but that was the truth uh, because it was a duller knife. That was the only reason I cut myself. I do believe. 
So now I gotta sharpen that knife up. There was a coronavirus-free Thanksgiving. We didn't have any uh, coughing people in our house. Kept it very safe. I hope you guys kept it very safe. Now the Christmas season is upon us. Which is good, I guess. Is it good? Haven't we done this Christmas thing enough? I really believe these holidays, you should do them like once every other year. I think it would make them a little more special. Because all of a sudden, August comes, and you're like, Oh my God, Christmas is here! <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration, because by October 1st, they already got Christmas shit in the stores. I'm like, what are you doing to us? Because, you know, unless you're a kid, you're not excited about Christmas. It's as stressful as could be for us. I mean, I love my kids and all, but I can't wait for January 1st and then everything just chills the fuck out. I like that a lot. Uh, I just wanted to turn this on, make sure you guys did all right. It seems like you did, the, the comments that I could read. Yeah, Christmas is a pain in the ass. No one talks about this shit. Oh, isn't it such a great time of year? It's my favorite holiday. No, it's not. It's impossible to be your favorite holiday with all the stress we stress ST word with all that anxiety we feel. It's not it's not your favorite holiday. You're lying. Although when your kids uh, open up the presents Christmas morning, that is kind of cool, right? That is absolutely pretty fucking cool. Guys, have a great weekend. I want to just check in with you bitches. Thanks for all the stars. Whoever gave me stars, I appreciate it. It's Black Friday. Make sure you support small businesses. And then some asshole on Twitter. I, I, I'm trying to do the right thing. I, I got a bunch of followers. Uh, last week I was uh, telling people to donate to their local food bank because the lines for food around America is getting out of control and that just shouldn't be in America. We should take care of our people and then we should take care of people around the world, believe it or not. Yes, I'm one of those guys. So if you if you can, donate to your local food bank. I, I tweeted that and that was a problem. Then all of a sudden someone has to tweet me jumping on a homeless cake. I'm like, you... T- you don't even know what that was about. Anyway, uh, so then I tweeted uh, Black Friday, you know, support small businesses. F all the big stores. F those people. Although people work there, so that's kind of shitty to say because, I, you know, I want those people to have jobs, obviously. But support uh, small businesses as much as you can. And then someone tweets, but you made your living off Sam Adams. That doesn't even make sense. Sam Adams was one sponsor on the Opie and Anthony show. We had a million sponsors. And I don't have to defend myself. We, we supported all sorts of small businesses over the years. So I got to ignore those people. You know, like I told you guys, let go of the rope. Let them punch themselves out with their nonsense, their, their, their misery. Let them take their misery somewhere else. But it's heartfelt, man. If you can, um, you know, support local businesses. It's really, really important. I mean, a lot of people out there are absolutely fucking hurting. All right? And this would be a really bad time to promote my uh, my merch. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I want this so bad. <laughs> but, but you can after you're talking about small businesses. So you know what? Instead of buying merch from opiradio.com, don't. Take that money, 
and spend it on a, a small business in your area. That's how I spin that shit. Later, bitches. Boo 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 bo